Hello! We're happy you're back for this week's story, Penelope Gets Glasses. Maybe some of you listening wear glasses, or you might in the future. Change is often difficult, and I don't know about you, but I don't always handle change very well. When Penelope learns that she'll need to wear glasses, she isn't happy about that change in her life. But let's listen to how God helps her have a good attitude about it. And as always, in this week's story, there's a hymn title or a line from a hymn. If you recognize it, email your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. And if yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, Grace of San Ramon, California, was the winner with her answer of Come Just As You Are from the story Mrs. Hicks Goes to Church. Good job, Grace! Now, before we get to the story, I need to make a correction. If you remember, last week we had a whole bunch of winners, and I read off a bunch of names. When I read off Ari's name, I read it as Ari and Lucy from Pleasant Hill, California. Well, they're brother and sister. But it was Ari and his sister Ellie who won. So I'm really sorry, Ellie. But Ellie was one of the winners last week. But... She got a prize, so I'm sure she forgives us. Are you ready to listen to the story? Here goes. Penelope Gets Glasses While sitting in class, Penelope's mind began to wander to the not-too-distant future as she thought about summer. All things seemed to be pointing to summer. The weather was beginning to get hot. The sky was regularly a cloudless blue. The spring flowers were browning and withering, and the green grass on the hillsides was growing more golden. The days were longer, and the sun didn't set until evening. Soon, Daddy Peters would set up the outdoor fire pit, where Mama Peters would let the children roast hot dogs and marshmallows on many nights. Penelope was forced from her daydreaming, and Mrs. Grable asked her about why Picasso was famous. Penelope quickly thought and came up with the right answer. Picasso was famous for cubism. Good, Mrs. Grable said. It seems you've listened well. Penelope had listened well, but this time she had been caught daydreaming. So she reminded herself to sit and listen. She stared at the whiteboard where the word cubism was written, but she had a tough time making out some of the lettering. Mrs. Grable had such a knack for making ordinary words look flowery and ornate. Every word she wrote on the board was evenly spaced and looked like a piece of art, even when just writing everyday ho-hum words. But the word cubism was difficult for Penelope. It wasn't like she didn't know what the word meant. The class had been learning about Picasso over the last several weeks. But the word on the whiteboard was distorted, and the letters were blurry and ran together. If she squinted or closed one eye, she was able to see it better. And she was having to do that with more frequency. But it never occurred to her to tell Mama Peters, or even think of it as a problem. However, as Mrs. Grable's class continued, she did begin to feel an ache in her head. It was a slow ache at first. It came on suddenly and without notice. It was like a creeping fog that very slowly began to invade. The pain, at first, was light and almost indiscernible, but as she continued to copy the words from Mrs. Grable's whiteboard, the ache grew stronger and more intense. Before long, she was copying the words more slowly, and now she was covering her right eye with her hand. Penelope, are you okay? Mrs. Grable stopped writing on the board and looked at her student with concern. I'm okay, Mrs. Grable, but my head does hurt. Oh, dear. Would you like to go to the nurse? I'm really okay, Mrs. Grable. 
My brother has migraines, so maybe I'm catching that. Well, if you do have a migraine, I would rather you go to the nurse, honey. I have had plenty of migraines, and I know they're terrible. Don't worry, you can do your work later. Penelope slowly got up from her desk, packed her belongings into her backpack, waved goodbye to Emily and Nora, who looked at her sympathetically, and walked toward the door. As Penelope was leaving, Mrs. Grable shouted from the front of the room, I hope you feel better, Penelope! It was a short walk to the nurse's office on the small campus of Evergreen Elementary. Penelope crossed the courtyard and took in a deep breath of fresh air. She thought about Pearson and wondered if perhaps she was getting migraines too. But even as she walked, her head pounded a tad less, though her eyes were still bothering her. She opened the door to the nurse's office, where sitting at a large desk was Mrs. Lyons, one of the sweetest nurses. Well, actually, she was one of the sweetest people she'd ever met. Penelope immediately recognized the soft instrumental music Mrs. Lyons had playing on her desk speaker. It made her want to sing along. Because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. But she refrained from singing out loud and instead sang the tune in her head. Mrs. Lyons had been the only school nurse Penelope had ever known. She had four children who attended Evergreen, too. Although none of Mrs. Lyons's children were in Penelope's grade, she'd always kind of wished they were because they were as sweet as their mom. As soon as Mrs. Lyons saw Penelope, she rushed over to her. Penelope, what's wrong, sweetie? She asked while simultaneously giving Penelope a big hug. Oh, nothing really, Mrs. Lyons. Mrs. Grable just sent me over because I complained of a headache, but I'm feeling a little bit better now. Oh, I'm sorry. Headaches are no fun. Even though they generally go away, they can really hurt. Come and sit down on this nice and comfy chair. I'm going to get a few of my instruments out to check you, and then I'll call your mom. Well, I could be catching what Pearson has, Penelope offered. Oh, sweet Pearson, your mom told me about his migraines, and those are just awful. But thankfully, you can't really catch a migraine from somebody else. Now tell me, does it hurt to look into this light? Mrs. Lyons pointed a small penlight into Penelope's eyes, testing for dilation. No, it doesn't hurt. Good. Well, I'm going to get you a bottle of water. Sometimes it helps to drink water. Hey, that's what Daddy Peters always says, too. He always tells us to drink water first when we aren't feeling well. And, of course, I'm sure he also wants you to pray, right? Mrs. Lyons attended the same church with the Peters family, so Penelope felt comforted by their spiritual connection, too. How about we pray together? And Mrs. Lyons prayed for Penelope's head to feel better. Her voice was so soothing, and her demeanor was exceptionally compassionate. It gave Penelope a modicum of comfort. Mrs. Lyons handed Penelope a bottle of water, and she guzzled it down as Mrs. Lyons called Mama Peters. Twenty minutes later, Mama Peters walked into the nurse's office, pushing the twins in a stroller. Pen, are you okay, sweetie? Mama Peters' voice was filled with concern, and her face was drawn. I'm fine, Mama Peters. I just have a headache. Oh, boy. I've seen more than my fair share of adolescent headaches in the last few weeks, Mama Peters exclaimed, putting her hand to Penelope's forehead. I'm pretty sure it's not a migraine, so that's good. And Penelope said it's been easing up a bit in the last few minutes. But it might be best to take her home for the rest of the day, Mrs. Lyons suggested. Also, I do have a feeling about something. She said it started bothering her when she was trying to read the whiteboard. She said she was squinting to try to make out the writing. I'm thinking it might be a good idea to see an optometrist. Oh, interesting, Mama Peters answered. I've noticed that she has a hard time reading her piano music, 
I always noticed that she leans forward to try to read her music, but it never occurred to me that it might be a problem with her eyes. Although I did have it in mind to take her to the optometrist the next time I go, it might be an easy fix. Mama Peters breathed a sigh of relief. Both she and Penelope thanked Mrs. Lyons before getting in the car and heading home. I think I'm going to call Dr. Downshaw, Penelope, just as soon as we get home. I need a new prescription for my reading glasses anyway. I don't know if it's possible, but ever since my pregnancy, I can't see as well. But before we go home, how about a quick stop? Mama Peters winked at Penelope as she pulled into the frozen yogurt shop parking lot. Once inside, Penelope filled her cup to the brim with chocolate frozen yogurt and topped it with chunks of peanut butter cups. Mama Peters did the same with her yogurt. The two of them sat down at a small table with Patience and Priscilla watching from their perches in the stroller. So yummy on a hot day, Mama Peters remarked. I know. Would it be okay if I give Patience and Priscilla a little bit? Penelope asked. No, I prefer we keep the treats from them just for a few more months. Although look at their eyes, they're staring longingly at us. Penelope giggled at that. <laughs> so, Pen, your eyes hurt when they look at the board. Is that right? Yes, but it's usually okay if I cover this eye. Penelope covered her right eye with her hand to show Mama Peters. Well, that's no good. We're made to see with both eyes. I'm guessing that's why you've gotten the headaches. Of course, I'm no doctor, so hopefully we can get a quick appointment. Dr. Downshot is a wonderful doctor. He should be able to see what's going on and get you what you need fast. Well, what do you mean by that, Mama Peters? What do, you, what do I need? Well, we don't know anything yet, but it sounds to me like you need glasses. Glasses? Penelope gasped. Honey, glasses aren't the end of the world. Yes, but I, I really don't want glasses. Why not? Well, well, just because. Because when Tanya Mendoza got glasses, they called her four eyes. Well, that's rude. Tanya looks darling in her glasses. Mama Peters was slightly indignant. I know she looked cute, Mama Peters. But that didn't matter to the kids. And the only reason that the kids stopped calling her that name is because they got told to stop or else they would be sent to Mr. Steely. Well, that's a good reason to stop. Yes, but I don't want people to call me Four Eyes. Pen, I understand that. It's never fun when people call you names. But Penelope, you need to remember that people are just people. What people say does not matter. I know it's easier to think than to do, but God calls us to have our thoughts dictate our actions. That means we are in charge of our behaviors and responses. I know, Mama Peters, but I just hate when people say rude things. Well, of course you do. And God hates when people disparage one another. But sinful people should never care what other sinful people think, unless they think what God thinks. I'm confused, Mama Peters. What does that mean? It's like this, Pen. Sinful people always have changing opinions. Only God never changes. But as people, our tastes change and our thoughts change and we're fickle. And those changes happen because we're constantly taking in new information. Some of it's helpful and some of it's harmless, but it's all influential. I might love the color blue, but then maybe every fashion magazine for the next several weeks has someone wearing red in it, and I might start to be influenced to think that red is way better than blue. But my opinion has changed because I've been influenced by a magazine. Glasses are good. They help us to see. 
But if one of your classmates starts to say, classes are silly, then maybe all of your classmates who want that one classmate to like them might start to say the same thing. And all of a sudden, all the children think glasses are silly. And they might start to say the same thing, that all glasses are silly, and make fun of people with glasses. Penelope, I don't want you to care whatever changing sinful people think or say about you unless they think what God thinks. If someone says, Penelope, you look yucky with your glasses, I don't want you to pay any mind to it. You can just laugh or ignore it or overlook it. Certainly, it might hurt your feelings. But that person is being unkind and not considering your feelings. But if someone were to say, Penelope, you lied, and that is not right, well, that's when you should care, because God commands us not to lie. And that person would be saying exactly what God thinks. So you should care what God and that person thinks in that case. Oh! Penelope was beginning to understand. Moreover, everyone has a tongue. And like the Bible says in James, no one can bridle their tongue because it's a restless evil full of deadly poison. So we all say things we ought not to say. It's important that you remember that because you say things about people too. I love what Ecclesiastes 8, 21 and 22 says. Mama Peters opened to the passage on her phone and read to Penelope, Do not take to heart all the things that people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. Your heart knows that many times you yourself have cursed others. And that's an amazing verse. We don't have servants, and we don't think it's okay to curse. But what this is saying is that we should not take other people's comments to heart, because often those comments and their hearts change. They speak from the emotions of their hearts, without speaking before they think. And we all do that, and have done that before. I remember the time you were so upset with Nora that you said you didn't want to be her friend anymore. Penelope winced at the memory. Oh, I know, Mama Peters. I feel terrible about that. But, sweetie, that's my point. You spoke out of sinful emotions. You were jealous toward her, and you said words that you shouldn't have said that you can't take back. And we need to guard against that. But what a reminder. If people speak unkindly about us, they typically will have changing hearts and attitudes. And if they're Christians, they'll be convicted and repent of those things. I think I get it, Mama Peters. But I'm still a little nervous that I'll look silly in glasses. I understand, my darling. But remember, we've done this exercise before. We have to practice putting off our thoughts that aren't God's thoughts and putting on thoughts that are God's thoughts. Glasses are adorable. And even if they weren't, they're necessary because they'll help you see better. You'll not have to cover up one eye to see or squint. And you won't get a headache as a result. Trust the Lord. And thank Him for the opportunity to see better. Thank Him for wonderful inventions like glasses. Okay, Mama, I'll try. Penelope hugged Mama Peters and couldn't help but hug her twin sisters Patience and Priscilla, too. It was only a few days later that Penelope found herself sitting in the exam chair at Dr. Downshaw's office. She sat nervously cracking her knuckles as she waited for her appointment to begin. Mama Peters had accompanied Penelope, and her exam would follow Penelope's. Daddy Peters had stayed home with Pearson and the twins. Hello, Penelope. You look just like your mom, Dr. Downshaw said as he entered the room. Penelope smiled broadly. Oh, how she loved when people noticed her similarities to Mama Peters. Dr. Downshaw projected a chart on the wall and asked Penelope to identify the letters. She gave it her best shot. 
but she was unable to distinguish most of the letters by the time Dr. Downshaw put up his third chart. He examined her eyes behind some lenses and had her answer some questions about what she was seeing. It was kind of fun. Penelope thought of it like a test, without having any wrong answers. And it was a short test, too, followed by a red lollipop. Then it was Mama Peters' turn. Dr. Downshaw began to talk. Well, ladies, you were right. You both need glasses. Mama Peters, you need a stronger prescription. I don't know if it was due to your pregnancy, but your eyes have certainly changed a bit. You'll still only need to wear them for reading, for right now anyway. And as for you, Penelope, you probably got that lousy headache the other day because you can't see things that are far, and you even have some problems seeing things that are fairly close. So you and Mama Peters can go to the front room and select some glasses with the optician. You'll get them pretty fast, Penelope, because you need them, so I'll put them on a next day order. Penelope's heart skipped a beat, because surprisingly, she was slightly excited about getting glasses. And when she saw all of the frames from which she could choose, she grew even more excited. There were purple heart frames, sparkle frames, and a pair of candy apple red metallic frames. There were so many frames that Penelope wasn't sure she could choose just one. Both Mama Peters and Penelope tried on frame after frame and compared and contrasted all of the looks. It was like going shopping, and Penelope had way more fun than she had anticipated. But finally, Mama Peters settled on a nice pair of black frames with red on the reverse side. Penelope ooed and awed and said, I think I'd like a pair like that. The optician, who was helping the Peters ladies, quickly said, You know, you and your mom could have a matching pair. Really? Mama, can we match? Penelope asked. Why, of course, Pen, if you like them. I love them, and I love looking like you. The optician took their measurements and asked, Is there anything you'd like inscribed on the glasses temple? Penelope looked puzzled. What's the temple? The temples are the arms, or... Well, look, let me show you. The optician pointed to the stems of the frame that connect the front of the eyewear to the back of your head. See right here. You can order your glasses with an inscription. You could put your name on there if you want. How about we use those verses you read to me earlier today, Mama Peters? Oh, you mean Ecclesiastes 8, 21 and 22? Yes, Mama Peters, those are the ones. That's a great choice. And I think that's perfect for me too, Mama Peters said. Every time I see those verses, it'll remind me of our glasses conversation that we had today. Me too, Mama. And every time I get concerned about what others think about me and my glasses, I hope I remember those verses. And if I don't, I'll just take my glasses off and I'll look at the inscription to remind myself of the verses that help me see straight. That's a great way to put it, Pen. The Bible has a way of doing that. It helps us to think correctly and change our mind and change the way we see things. As you said, it helps us see straight. Hi there, it's Grandmom's Corner. As we've mentioned before here at Whimsy Wins, many of the stories we tell are based on true life experiences. Last year, the writer's daughter, Betty, had had trouble at her piano lessons. She had to scoot up on the bench and squint to see the notes. Often, she played the wrong notes, and the teacher began to wonder if she could see clearly. So she told her mom, and sure enough, she needed glasses. The fun thing about glasses today is that they're pretty inexpensive, and so Betty was able to get several pair, including a spring-like pair with colorful flowers. 
Another one of my granddaughters, Lucy, also had to get glasses. She's the same age as her cousin Betty, and she began to complain about her eyes feeling kind of strained and tired. And sometimes, like Penelope, she would get a headache. As it turned out, she too needed glasses. And so right after Christmas of 2019, she got a new pair. Glasses, as Mama Peters explained, help to see more clearly. And in our lives, as Penelope noted, the Bible helps us see better too. Before we come to know Jesus, the Bible says we're blind to our sin. Years ago, when my husband was a little kid, he wanted to feel what it was like to be blind. So he had this harebrained idea, and it was probably not the smartest experiment. Because after walking around with his eyes shut for a few minutes, he walked straight into the corner of his brick house. He split his eyebrow open, and it required six stitches, and he still has the scar today. But you know what? When we don't know Jesus, it's like walking around life blind. And sometimes we don't even recognize that we're sinning. We don't really understand that our sin separates us from God and that the pattern of sin in your life, like lying constantly or disobeying your parents all the time, is why Jesus died on the cross for all who believe. But when God opens your eyes, it helps you see straight and it helps you see that you're a sinner and that you need to repent and come to Jesus in faith. He will make your heart new and you'll be a new creature in Christ, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. It doesn't mean, as we've stressed before, that you won't sin anymore. But it does mean that you'll more easily recognize your sin and confess them to God. We continue to pray for all who listen to Whimsy Wins and that the stories will bless your heart and that the scriptures you hear will take root in your heart. We also are continuing to pray about the world situation, that God will bring many to Him, that He'll heal people and heal our land. We hope you've enjoyed this week's story. Come back next week when we'll have a new story, the Lord willing. Bye for now.